0: morning liberty well what is going on all of our liberty loving friends this is another fantastic episode of the good morning liberty podcast i'm one of the hosts here charles chuck thompson with me as always the one who knows just about everything there is to know but not everything because no one can know that Um,
1: (laughs) that's what you think but you don't know everything
0: but we're getting close as the yeah. days go by. Yeah. yeah
1: you know, just the endless with, search for knowledge every single day
0: with your high level of income and uh, the the rapidly growing tech. There's no reason to think you can't know everything by the time of 2030 rolls around.
1: Honestly, by the end of the show, I should know just about everything. <laughs> That's right. This is, by the way, the good morning Liberty podcast. Did you say that? I did. Okay. Charlie already said what podcast this is, but what we want you guys to do right now is smash that subscribe button real quick or follow whatever tyrannical podcast app it is that you are using. Hit that button that will send a brand new episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast to your cellular device every single day of the week when we want to, which we'll wasn't pause. yesterday or the day before. So
0: Let's pause a moment for station identification and to give them a moment to... Uh just hit that subscribe button.
1: Everyone hit it. We did do an episode on Tuesday, by the way, but only the Patreon supporters got to hear it. So if you want to become a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash goodmorning liberty, just like uh, James did this morning, and sign up for at least five bucks a month, and you can hang out watching the show live. We appreciate everyone who goes and does that. We have a growing group of liberty-loving Non-insurrectionist over here at the Good Morning Liberty podcast Patreon group. So thank you for coming and hanging out, doing that, Charlie. What happened yet? Anything in the news going on? Because You're I took all about a, liberty. I took a three-hour sabbatical from the news yesterday, and I felt fine.
0: I well, I had a busy day, but unfortunately, I wasn't in the office. So um, you got to you got to just enjoy yourself and didn't have any assignments. Yeah, I didn't do much must, of anything. Yeah, it must be nice. It was nice. And uh, I, I I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, we now have a new president?
1: I think that could be the case. Yeah. We're, we have a whole new person to talk negatively about for at least four years. Well, as long as he is president and then whoever takes on after him. Yeah. We get to talk negatively about that. Republicans are going to have a hard time because... You know, you know the, over the last several years, we've been telling people, over the last few years on the podcast, we've been telling people, um, you better make sure you're paying attention to what your principles are. Because when Trump is no longer president, which will inevitably happen, whether or not it was at this election or an election four years from now, when Trump is no longer president, you won't have any principled legs
0: to stand on. You'll and we're be not a, talking like your high school principal. Either.
1: No, you won't. Not that principal. You're going to be like a little political lieutenant, Dan, no legs to stand on <laughs> when you when it comes to spending, when it comes to executive orders, when it comes to all this stuff. That now, when you say, "Oh, this isn't good," that Biden did this. Of course, someone who is pro Biden or at least pro Democratic president. Because I don't really know of anyone that's pro Biden.
0: Pro, not Trump. Met that. Yeah, everyone was
1: pro. <laughs> anyone but Trump. But now when he does something, you won't be able to say much because, well, Trump almost signed more executive orders in his first four years than Obama did in his entire eight years. So
0: it's... It was a lot of executive orders. It seems about fifty of them have been reversed already. Yeah, I think
1: that's <laughs> basically been all the executive orders has been removing Trump's executive orders so far. So we'll talk about some of those today. We got a nice article talking uh, about well from Newsweek about well, which how also
0: just sheds light on executive orders. They're not good and they're
1: they're pointless. Exactly. They they work for a little bit. They're not legislative action. Mm-hmm. They're they're much easier, and the next person can just come in and remove it, and mm-hmm. then it's gone. It's it, is that the best form of legislation? I guess is that what we would support the most? Uh, you know, because it's so temporary.
0: No, because only one person gets to decide. Yeah, I know, I know. So that's.
1: But on the other hand, you do have that temporary, that short-term aspect of it. Hmm. You know, I don't know. You can do a cost benefit here. I don't know. You know,
0: on some things it might be better. Some things it might be worse. Yeah, yeah. I can't just rubber stamp it and say I prefer executive action over legislation. Uh, did you see any, uh,
1: you didn't see the pardons come through that you wanted to see, huh? We, no. I wanted to mention that. We didn't get to do, we didn't do the show. Well, we did a show Tuesday.
0: I want to mention there was no riots no. that we know of.
1: No, except for the ones going on in Portland uh, right somehow. now. You know, just a little bit, so.
0: Yeah, somehow there are still riots in Portland. Yeah. Because um, that place has been somewhere you want to visit for the last year.
1: Bad enough that they were using tear gas on the crowds last night. Joe uh, Biden's tyrannical... Uh, Militiamen are out there shooting uh, peaceful protesters with tear gas that uh, not banned by the Geneva Convention. He's only been in office for a day. You know what a tyrant. Not even. Yeah. It probably racist. Yeah. Well, definitely racist.
0: Denver. It's just man. It's uh, you know, it's a sight to see out there. But now, obviously, tear gas is probably fine to use. Well, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't before. Now all of a sudden it is, which is look I am I can tell you one thing about this whole inauguration and having a new president I'm looking forward to the the quietness mm-hmm. did you, hopefully of what the next four years holds
1: Did you see my tweet about that yesterday No There's a lot of people were tweeting about how they felt relieved. Um, You know, it's just like the sense of relief had come over the entire country,
0: like the Mm anxieties down a little. And
1: I said, I feel relief in the way that a parent feels relief when their child gets their way and quits throwing a fit in the middle of Walmart. Like it's like that kind of relief where you give in and you give their you give your kid what they want. So they'll quit screaming. And it's like that kind of relief where, you know, it's not right. But it has a short-term benefit to it, right? Because now thing, you don't have to listen to so much whining.
0: And the other thing is I was I was tired of defending Trump uh, when he did good things because I, I didn't vote for the guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't like him.
1: Two times you didn't vote for twice, him.
0: Twice, yeah. Neither, t- I had, neither. I had twice times I had the opportunity. <laughs> and neither one of those twice did I submit his name. That is
1: part of the a lot of the argument against Trump from liberty loving people has been that the conversation has had to be built around Trump saying stupid things all the time. And then we're wasting all this time basically trying to defend the comments made from 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 a guy like this. And now we can get back to actually talking about policy or whatever you know whatever it is that boring liberty loving folks like to talk about (laughs) and that is one of the nice things about it is that soon it'll probably still be a couple weeks or so but we won't really have to talk about trump that much And we didn't talk about obama very much over the last four years Mm -hmm. we we hardly ever talked about obama so what we need to do is we'll get to this point where we don't have to mention trump anymore we don't have to waste our time defending things that trump said that's going to be pretty nice
0: Mm mm-hmm it so, will be nice. Yeah, kind of like it. I wonder if they're going to let him back on social media. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. I think I saw an article, something about it. It's under um, face, Facebook. Facebook has their own Supreme Court, I guess, <laughs> where they can review certain yeah. things, and that's where his Facebook account is.
1: Even Parler has a jury for stuff that they want to decide whether or not it's violent oh, or it should parlay? be allowed. Yeah, parlay when Sorry. you parlay things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So I
0: found that I found that interesting. So I wonder if they're going to let him back. And and I don't know. I mean, um, what's some of the other things I'm looking for?
1: Twitter said permanent, by the way. It said permanent. So, yeah. okay, Yeah.
0: No longer. Oh, um, I will say there is something. I mean, one thing we should pay attention to, which could be concerning. Uh, I I read another article. We don't have to talk about it. I believe my mom sent this to me. Thanks, mom. Where uh, there are already, I think, four or five Democrat bills in the House, where they're they're wanting to ban guns, essentially. Mm. So definitely the assault rifles. You know, Biden stands for that, whatever that means. We don't want scary-looking assault rifles out there, folks. Um, So that's one thing we'll have to pay attention to. Now, there are several Democrats in what they call uh, purple districts. So that's a you know could be could go Republican or Democrat, and most a lot of American uh, Americans own guns. So it, would, it might be political suicide if they were to vote for something like that. Because remember the Democrats, while they have the majority majority, it's very small. The Senate's yeah. 50 to 50 with Kamala Harris being the deciding vote in the Senate. And then uh, the house is like what, four or five seats. That's it Yeah. now. So uh, Republicans did get some seats back. Um, so they gained some seats in the house and they lost two of them in the Senate. So, but it's something to pay attention to, but ultimately I think the next four years, um, it's going to be a lot more difficult to grow the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why gonna, is that? It's going to be a little bit more boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but there are still things that we can do for Liberty and things that we need to pay attention to. Um, and I don't know, I, I want to know other people's thoughts on what it's going to be like. I, yeah. I, definitely a. Definitely relief. I feel that it's like, uh, it's like the balloon popped finally. And there was so much pressure and I, I didn't like, you know, having to defend Trump for Russia gate and all that stuff and all this, what and you know, the truthism or whatever, all the freaking isms you can think of, <laughs> um, which we discussed with Mark Claire from lines of Liberty, by the way, I, you know, I'm so sick of all of that. So I, uh, I don't know. I feel renewed. I've been,
1: I've been thinking a lot about how uh, the, I think there's going to continue to be this, what we've, what we definitely see now is that if you don't align with the left, then you are automatically a white supremacist or a racist. And it reminds me of why I, we spent the time defending in quotes, Trump when it comes to the accusations of being a racist or being a white supremacist because what what we allowed was for the left and the media and everyone to to weaponize racism. I mean full we went full race card. We're still mm-hmm. we're full race card now. And we've allowed people to weaponize white supremacy and and essentially just throw it around. Uh, which is bad because what that does is it devalues the meaning of the word white of white supremacy and of racism because there are people who are actual white supremacists. And then if you go around and you just call anyone who doesn't agree with you a white supremacist or a racist, well, it's kind of like the people who cried wolf all the time. And you never really actually pinpoint people that are actually white supremacists. Like now, if someone calls someone a white supremacist or a racist, like, I have to assume that they're lying about it. Mm-hmm. I have to assume they're lying. I have to assume they're wrong. I have to assume what actually happened is someone wants a 0.1% reduction in taxes. And so that's what they're talking about. They're white supremacists and racists. <laughs> you know? And so so now... I, yeah, I, when you
0: get to the point where you're calling Ben Shapiro a Nazi... Yeah. Because he, he's a Jew, by the way, just so <laughs> you know. When you get to that point... Or um, I had a I listened to a great conversation uh, on uh, Glenn Beck's podcast... Uh, with Eric Weinstein. So you guys should check that out now, although I don't agree with Weinstein on everything uh, because he's not, uh, he's not a free market guy. He wants some kind of, you know, he wants to, uh, uh, to mix together essentially the best parts of capitalism and the best parts of socialism somehow, because there there's what he calls market failures. And if Glenn Beck, was me. (laughs) And I was talking to Eric at that time. I could have been like, oh, Milton Friedman talked about this in the 80s. Yeah, there are market failures. But when you transfer those over to government, they become government failures. However, he was talking about where there's like the polar sides, this this identity politics that, that we saw that we see ourselves in today. As be, he calls him Wokistan and Magistan. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. I was like, that is fantastic. That is really good. And this guy is really smart. He's got a PhD in physics from Harvard. And uh, in fact, they even, you know, he came up with a physics theory where they called him the next Einstein from it. Like, the guy is a genius. He is he's really for sure smart. the
1: next Weinstein. We know that. Yes,
0: he is. Um, and him and his brother both. Um, but he, you know, he's one that would, that calls out the left. Um, for for all of this nonsense that they're debating, I mean, even Bill Maher, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you know, there's something going on when Bill Maher is calling out other leftists. So I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have much hope for the polarization to decline, but I hope it does. I mean, that's why we started the rehumanizing project. Uh, that's one of the reasons why. Which is
1: restarting this weekend, by the way. Yeah. No. Uh,
0: we still have we still have episodes on for, to put out for that. Um, but the, you know, I really hope that we do see some kind of decline. And unfortunately, if Trump had to be the scapegoat to get out of office to do that, I mean, maybe we'll see some progress, but I'm with, uh, Weinstein and I'm with, you know, other people where America's still the greatest country. And I, my ultimate hope, hope and goal is to, to, to restore liberty, to restore f- our freedoms, to get to a place where it's great to be American again.
1: It's it's still overall great to be an American, and it's actually, it the whole world looks a lot better when you don't get on Twitter or Facebook. It's actually pretty good. It, I We've talked about this before, like, I just drove over here and everything was fine. I didn't get any fights with anyone. No one shot any tear gas at me, and no one called me a racist on the way over here, unless I happened to check my Twitter on the way over here, in which I get called a racist all the time. And uh, it's getting it's getting really annoying to me. I was telling you- Which I is sp- weird, because mm-hmm. you're part Asian. So. I know, it's- <laughs> I mean, if they only knew, if they only no. knew the my plight, you know, That then uh, it, something that really bothered me was I saw Rand Paul trending on Twitter and it wasn't just my Twitter. It, it was, I mean, you're talking a couple hundred thousand tweets about Rand Paul yesterday. And it's because he pointed out that Joe Biden's speech was softly, basically calling a conservatives white supremacists and, and racist. And it was all people who were saying like, yeah, the shoe fits, you know, I mean, you are a racist, of course. You held up the anti-lynching bill. Of course, you're a racist. Yeah. You know, so uh, when when I see a bunch of people weaponizing this and deciding, oh, yeah, of course, Rand Paul is a white supremacist. It does, the term doesn't mean anything anymore. And oh, th-
0: You just gave me a great idea, though. What's that? Why does not like Thomas Massey introduce a bill where it like literally the bill just says uh, income tax will be zero percent? Mm-hmm. I think but he he's na- done that. He names the bill million dollar stimulus tax to you citizens. <laughs> That's the name of the bill, yeah, but then yeah. inside the bill, it's just $0 tax. It would be with
1: income tax. It would be like a, is, here's a $1.8 trillion stimulus for the citizens right here. This is my stimulus <laughs> package. We don't take your money. So if you don't vote there for it, go. then
0: obviously you're against a trillion dollar <laughs> stimulus for the citizens.
1: Or heck, just call it the Anti-Lynching Act. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <Just do> that.
1: <laughs> All right, so one thing I got to complain about today, Trump, before we get done talking about Trump, Gosh dang it, if he didn't just let me down. I gave him a, too much credit. I will admit, I gave him too much credit. He had one chance, he had one final chance to tell the deep state to go F themselves. That's, that's what he had a chance to do. And luckily, uh, hopefully the deep state really wanted Lil Wayne to stay in prison. Because if so, he really stuck it to him. He did. But if they were happy at all about Snowden or Assange or Ross or Joe Exotic <laughs> being, <laughs> being in prison, then they got their way. And it's just something I, uh, you know, maybe he wasn't even as good as what I tried to give him credit for, which is that he was a little bit more libertarian uh, than, than what he portrayed. I'm not saying he did libertarian actions all the time or anything like that, but I did take him as someone who would not like to see Snowden and Assange and, and, uh, and Ross in, in prison. But, not a not a word about it. I didn't see Trump tweet about it one time on Tuesday. <laughs> so, but no, we we got some pardons, a, a few good pardons. I I don't think Lil Wayne should go to prison for having a gun on his on his on his jet. You know, I don't want him to go to prison for ten years for that. Yeah, and uh, he pardoned a lot of people that uh, that were in prison for various drug crimes, and then he pardoned Steve Bannon, who uh, was going to prison for. Uh, stealing money from Trump supporters basically. Uh, and so that was overall pretty disappointing to me. I'm I'm glad for most of the people that he pardoned. I think he could have pardoned about a hundred thousand more people and that would have sent a lot bigger message. And he I, I really expected him to do something that was so big that it would just overtake the news cycle on the day of the that's what I would have done if I were him. Mm-hmm. I would have done a pardon so big. That it would have completely overtaken the news cycle that day, like Trump pardons everyone who's in prison for a nonviolent offense. You're not gonna get the news. To, I don't even know if they got time to watch Bernie sitting in his chair. You know, <laughs> I don't even think they have time to do that. Right. You know, they're gonna be talking about the fact that all these people just got released from prison, or that Snowden, or Assange, or Joe Exotic. I mean, you're gonna take that's a way for Trump to take over Twitter without even having to have a Twitter account. Yeah. But no, it just ended up being some of the same BS that you normally see. And that was, that was disappointing.
0: I did hear that he alluded to a 2024 run. Yes. So we'll see. And look, we may not be done with Trump yet because don't forget he was impeached for a second time. It's possible. Um, and in fact, the headlines are, are alluding to the fact that it, they are still going to have a trial for his, for his impeachment. So, um, he's going to be back in the news, um, not not too much longer. So
1: we might see him in a trial. He pleading the fifth. It's possible. It might happen. I plead. Fifth. So uh I'll take a one, two, three, four. <laughs> one ridiculous thing. I got a few ridiculous things that we've seen so far since Biden took over. Hilarious. Hilarious. Biden has a bold plan. To vaccinate a million people a day. This is action because, of course, he inherited the first
0: hundred days.
1: He inherited absolutely no vaccine plan whatsoever. He's having Uh -uh. to build up from there's no vaccine plan at all. We're essentially doing nothing when it comes to the vaccine plan.
0: In fact, the headline read, uh, it's worse than we thought.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Biden's goal is to be vaccinating a million people a day after inheriting a non-existent vaccine strategy. Uh currently the US is averaging nine hundred and twelve thousand vaccines per
0: day. <laughs> just just so you know. So, so he wants to add um eighty eight thousand. Eighty eight thousand more. That's important. That's a big deal. They, that's a big number. That is a massive increase. That is a I
1: mean That's, <laughs> that's like bold. It's like an eight percent increase, man. That's that is bold leadership yes. right there. Yeah. But of course the news story is just that we have no vaccine spread. Biden got us to a million vaccines per day. No one's ever going to care how many vaccines that are already going out. No no yeah. one really is going to care about that whatsoever. It's just going to it's going to be really funny watching what the media does. I,
0: what I have noticed is they are just tossing up softballs for him.
1: Oh yeah. So um it's honestly they're setting up a T ball for him. I don't think he could even hit a softball, to yeah, tell you the yes. truth. They're setting up a T ball stand for him. Yeah, they're putting a goal.
0: They're putting the ball on a T in the fairway. Yeah. So in the an, fairway. Another one here. Uh, and then you'll read uh you can read the last one here. But another headline of a ridiculous thing. Trump hands Biden modern America's worst ever job market. <laughs> so you see how the what the media is doing. It's just, this is just so interesting. If only you
1: could have predicted this. If only you
0: could have seen it coming. Why didn't you mention that they were going to do this? <laughs> if only, if only mm. you knew. And somehow most people are going to walk on by and just be like, huh. Wow. I wonder, yeah, it was all Trump's fault. Trump did such so- a bad job with the economy. It literally, what they're doing mm-hmm. is it doesn't matter what Biden does, what they're setting the stage so that uh, Biden is basically starting from the worst Biden's taken over for the worst president in history. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he may not be able to reach all of his goals because, I mean, you know, he's not only he's not starting on the starting mm-hmm. line, guys. He's starting, you know, a mile, a mm-hmm. hundred miles back from where a normal president would start. You know, he's getting the worst job market ever. Not because of not because of pandemic or anything. No, it's just Trump handed it. to him. It's because
1: uh, trickle down economics doesn't work. Right. That's why he's getting the worst job market that's ever existed. Uh, That's why, because a non-existent economic philosophy doesn't work.
0: (laughs) It's just, it's just so hysterical. Yeah. Uh, uh, I
1: mean, we knew they were going to do this. We, we, they pushed for lockdowns ever. I mean, if you don't lock down, then you're killing grandma, of course, except for after Biden gets elected, then it's totally fine to not lock down uh, because grandma's okay. She probably got Joe Biden's vaccine, so she's going to (laughs) be just fine. Uh, because he was able to get us up to a million vaccines per day. You're not killing Grandma anymore. <clears throat> but they they push for all this. It kills obviously tons of jobs, millions of jobs. And now it's Trump's fault for handing Biden the worst job market. That's hilarious. Uh, the other thing is kind of crazy. I want to get some more information on this because uh, i've seen I've seen different sides, but
0: now, this was fact checked as false, but you take for it what you will.
1: I uh, and that's just because of the they decided to change the definition of what she did, but the assistant HHS secretary, Dr. Rachel Levine, one thing supported the recommendation from, from governor Wolf in Pennsylvania, that Pennsylvanians wear masks in their own homes. (laughs) It's going to be assistant HHS secretary for the, uh, for the U S Biden's pick government. Um, Also sent COVID patients back into nursing homes. Now that was fact checked as false, but uh, here's what happens. Um, it's, it's almost like, uh, you know how the banks are the fault of the housing market. Well, it's not the, you know, the government didn't, uh, force the banks to give loans to people that couldn't afford the loans. They just said they would find them if they didn't do it. They didn't sign a law saying that they had to do it. They just said that they would find them if they didn't do it. Yeah. They
0: just put in the regulation. Yeah. And it's so, and
1: so, Dr. Rachel Levine didn't sign an order or or support an order saying that if you are a COVID positive patient, you must be sent directly into a nursing home. But essentially, the way it worked out, that was that was your only option. That's, At the same time, she
0: removed her own mother, yes, from a nursing home <laughs> after after basically mandating that they have to accept new admissions and readmissions from hospitals. They said, she said in an effort, her, well, her department that she was leading said in an effort to not overrun the you know acute care hospitals, that they have to accept them. And the same thing happened in New York, and they killed a bunch of old people. And now, of course, they want to wash their hands. It couldn't have been their policies that led to this nursing home death. There's no way. It wasn't no. their fault.
1: And you're only saying this, Charlie, because you are a transphobe. So... Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's the
0: problem. That's the only reason why I would ever say something.
1: Like and we that. don't know for sure that the people in the nursing homes even identified as old. So, there's right. just no way of knowing. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All uh, right, so tell me about some of the executive actions, then we have a couple actual important news stories of things that really matter.
0: Okay. Biden basically came in, I don't he didn't write these executive
1: actions. Oh, no. So,
0: it's literally within the first four hours of being president.
1: Not one of them says, come on, man, in he, exactly. the executive order.
0: He signed like 50 of them. Um, so Biden's executive actions so far, uh, they are going to count non-citizens in the U.S. census again. This reverses Trump's order in July of 2020 to not count undocumented Americans, which would affect federal allocation of money and federal representation. So
1: It's important for people who agree or disagree with this to realize that this is reversing an order that was only signed in July of 2020. So it's not as if this is some crazy new insane leftist agenda that the United States has never lived under whatsoever. This is reversing Trump's July 2020 order mm-hmm. that he signed. Just important to know.
0: But so how do you count people who are undocumented? I'm not really sure how that works. Listen, we want to count people who don't want to be counted, Yeah, (laughs) but we're still going to do it. So you're pro documents, but also, I mean, this, (laughs) this is, this is important because federal allocation of money and representation. So now you could gain California Mm -hmm. could gain some house members back. Because they're on the verge of losing some, I believe. And your
1: your bigger cities can get, mm-hmm. you know, that it's it's all the reapportionment, all the, all of the gerrymandering that's going to be going on over the place. So the the population centers, uh, they they do matter. So that is, I think, obviously the incentive behind that. Yeah.
0: Biden also issued a memorandum, a memo. Um, good thing this wasn't on Saturday, mm-hmm. telling Homeland Security to take action, quote, to preserve and fortify. The DACA program, which I believe Trump was for.
1: Well, no, didn't he Trump was against he ca- DACA. No, did yeah. he didn't say we care about DACA. Well, I'm sure he said they cared about it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, uh, that, you know, I, when it comes to the immigration stuff, libertarians are very back and forth on immigration. I tend to, I tend, you know, if immigration goes towards the left, that's like one of my least things that I care about really um, at all. I'm sorry. Okay. I just, I, you know, I'm just telling you, like, I just, I don't really care what they do with the, I mean. You don't they, care about the, aliens. You're the, you're the open borders person. I, am. I mean, you know, I want the biggest, best wall that you've ever seen. That's not, that's not true. That is an inside joke. Okay. Yeah. This is your
0: first time listening to the podcast. <laughs> don't leave a review based on the fact that Nate wants border walls. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's not true. He just wants a border that has a wall. <laughs> not a wall, not a oh, wall. Oh, you want like a border with sharks with laser beams attached to your yes. freaking head Sharks,
1: you know, like when you're going to so a who's castle. dig the canal? You know, uh, we'll make Mexico do it. <laughs> <laughs> Are
0: they gonna pay for
1: it? Yeah, they're going to pay for it. Yeah. Mexico's going to pay for the canal and the alligators that are going to be in there. Or is it sharks? Sharks. With freaking laser beams. That's You could have alligators,
0: too. Okay. Maybe crocodiles?
1: Will the sharks eat the alligators, or or do they co-mingle properly?
0: I don't don't know. I think both are dinosaurs, so they come from the same (laughs) genome.
1: So they'll know each other. they are like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Like, hey, how you like this new canal? Like, oh, well, it could be better. But at least it's here. That's... (laughs) But... The next thing he, uh, the next thing he did is going to rejoin, the Who, not the band, uh, the World Health Organization. I would have
1: supported getting the Who back together. <laughs> I would have too. So they're probably still together. I don't know. <laughs> <Who are> you? <laughs> um, you know, I don't like this one very much, uh, mainly because it steals money from me and gives it to this World Health Organization that, from what I can tell, is just a. Uh, thing that tries to make China look better. And I'm not trying to be a crazy conservative conspiracy theorist, though. But we do know that they literally were helping China hide some of the early information from COVID. Oh, no. You
0: you went down the QAnon path, didn't you? Oh, no. How long have you been on (laughs) Parlay?
1: So, I mean, that, that... when it comes to this, uh, well, are they going to take my money and give it to someone else? Then I can't, re- I'm not excited yeah, about that. I'm not either. Yeah. Um,
0: in fact, the, the, world health organization was not, uh, how much help did they actually provide during this whole pandemic? I mean, come on. So, uh, Biden's looking to reestablish the U S as an active leader at the who.
1: Mm. So, okay. He wants to be the lead singer.
0: So uh, another order, Biden disbanded Trump's 1776 commission on patriotic education.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how. Did you see the stuff that came out of the 1776 commission? I did not. Well, so what they were, they were trying to counter the 1619 project, basically. And what they were trying to do was establish basically uh, some curriculum that was patriotic and pro-America. And I'm not super down with that either. You know, because I don't just, I mean, what would you expect from a government education just, just to hear about how amazing the government is and how amazing America is? The truth is there are good things and bad things about America's history. And I think the 1619 Project is very dangerous because it will just set forth this idea in your head that is the worst country to ever exist in the history of all humanity. And I think that's dangerous because it ignores all the good things that came from America being formed as a country Mm -hmm. like us. I'm like one thing the 1776 commission said, like we were the leader in getting rid of slavery. I mean, we had a whole, there was a war over, over it. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a pretty big deal. Um, us furthering capitalism and free markets and all the good things that came out of America. I obviously, I obviously support all of that, but I would be, I'm weary of the government coming up with a curriculum, teaching people about the history of the, of the government overall at all. Actually let's just get rid of the Department of Education. That's what mm-hmm. I would like to do. Yeah.
0: I, I couldn't agree anymore. Good. Because if I Good. did, then I that would be so much agreement that then, <laughs> that you just can't live anymore.
1: The next one is so you don't have to read the whole thing by the way, it is the uh, it's that unconscious bias training thing that or the um, you know, is that what it was that Trump basically got rid of in the federal on the federal side, yes, the um,
0: diversity training. Yeah, so mm-hmm.
1: bringing that back, we get to get that. You you would you wouldn't believe how racist everyone turned since he got rid of that. Last exactly. year. exactly, yeah.
0: You need crazy. what what they need are uh, they're they're going to be adding new diversity working groups, commissions, and protocols that maybe feel like social justice and keeps government bureaucrats busy, but fails to produce meaningful or tangible results. Well, that was a line from Reason. <laughs> Just so you know. um, thanks Reason <clears> for <throat> yeah. that. But anyway, that's just what we need, folks. We need, uh, we need meetings on diversity. We need meetings on meetings about diversity. We need commissions mm-hmm. because who's going to oversee the groups of meetings for diversity is there's not a diverse committee. Who's going to decide where the meetings are going to take, when right. they're going to take place, and who's exactly. going to be in them. And yeah. of course, we need protocols to make sure everyone mm-hmm. follows the same basic mm. definitions and steps of uh, our diverse protocols, yes, commission mm. that's overseeing the diversity of the working groups. Um, so this is absolutely necessary because, however, or how in the world are we going to survive? One day, in, this?
1: Joe Biden's already solved racism.
0: That's it. That's all we needed to do. I can't believe it might have been worth it. Yeah. Next one: uh, extend eviction and foreclosure uh, moratoriums. So. You guys were on the brink of eviction or foreclosure on your house. Well, fear not. Yeah, this is Biden's here to save the day.
1: We have yet to see what this is actually going to do to the economy. It is there's
0: still like 30 million people out of work. Right yeah.
1: I mean, it's a lot. How I've been I've been surprised that around Nashville, the economy is pretty much working the same way that it has been. Uh, traffic was terrible today, by the way. It did I, in 2008. I mean, yeah, the, I mean Nashville uh, kind of
0: holds its own.
1: So I still see, you know, on my way over to the interstate, there's three or four different massive uh, apartment complexes being built and everything. And I've been, uh, I've been wondering. I'm like, man, how long have they had that planned? And and are they factoring in? I don't know when they're going to be open, but factoring in like an, evic- an eviction moratorium, and uh, I, that is just, I can't imagine trying to be a home builder or an apartment builder, or an apartment owner, or some type of a landlord. And it's just, I can't imagine wanting to risk money in that right now, when you're being told that you have to facilitate this place for people to live. And if they don't pay you, you have to continue uh, to allow them to stay there and not receive the income off your property. Although I guess you'll probably get to take some of their income to pay from the PPP loans or whatever. We're all just going to share each other's money. That's that's what it's going to be.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting is uh, you, uh, real estate companies don't qualify
1: for PPP. A real estate? That, yeah. Oh, well, that's not good. Isn't
0: that interesting?
1: Hmm, isn't that special? I'll tell you.
0: So, you know, obviously we just moved um, locations, but um, the lady and I have been working on building a house. And, that must be hard. And let me tell you something. It It's actually shocking how much competition there still is. I mean, we cannot find what we need uh, especially for in the school's the school system that we need for my son who has autism. It, it is literally near impossible. It's actually going to be cheaper for us to build a house with this contractor that we're looking at. And even then trying to get a, a plot with them to build a house on is uh mm-hmm. The competition's yep.
1: steep. Well, that could one be competition, but that also if there is a decreased supply, then it's gonna feel to you like there's a lot of competition for houses. But what could happen is if they're building way less houses, then it's gonna seem like there's still people buying up as, you know, as many houses as they were last year, but actually there could be way less people building houses right now. And that would also lead to you having a well, hard time. Well, but I was also looking house.
0: at real estate stats in this county. And there's about 300 homes that are added to the market every single week, and they're all gone every mm-hmm. week. Every week, 300 homes listed for sale, all gone.
1: When I got my house, I was one of 20 people that put a bid on the house. Insanity. We had to bid 12,000 more to to get the house. We were like, hey, you guys got furniture in there. We'll buy all your furniture too. And, uh, and that's how we ended up getting the house. That's insane. And furniture. <laughs>
0: and, f- and, f- and furniture. Yeah. So... <laughs> Anyway, but uh, the good news is if I buy a house, obviously I don't have to pay for it because now we have a foreclosure moratorium <laughs>
1: extension. That's a good plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're going to continue the pause <laughs> on student loan payments until September uh, 30th. So that's nice for all you people with college loan debts. I
1: officially canceled payment on one of my student loans today because I've got this feeling that... Ooh. Thank you. Yeah. I got a feeling... That all the money I've been putting towards my student loans over the last year is is all going to be for naught, and yeah. <laughs> that it's it's going to be completely pointless. I've, I've told you what I think they're going to do, which is they're going to continue pausing student loan payments. They're going to keep they're not going to cancel. Student yeah, we loans. haven't
0: forgiven. we just no. paused.
1: They're going to pause them. And the election, when it comes up, will be are, are the Republicans are going to make you start paying your student loans again. You'll be able to mobilize a lot of people just with that threat mm-hmm. of having to pay back your own um, agreements that you made with people. Yeah. So,
0: of course, the next thing you guys should all be excited about—we're we're, going to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement. So finally, finally, we got we got to listen to old Toomberg, young <laughs> young Thunberg. That Greta, she knows, she knows it all, folks. Yeah, which
1: of, of course is a completely non-binding agreement that sets forth that no one really has to do anything other than have their name on a piece of paper called the Paris Climate Accord. And, That's it.
0: And now the science is settled again because yeah. it was unsettled for like four years. Yeah,
1: it's settled. We have our name on this piece of paper and therefore we are good people again.
0: You know how I like my science? Um... Uh, I don't know. Subjective settled. Settled. Yeah, that's good.
1: Settle, 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 settle. Uh, I feel better with settled science.
0: Yes. yes. Now, finally, we can all live our fairy tale lives. <laughs> He's going to end uh, the Keystone pipeline mm. permits. Mm. So no more Keystone. Now, this wasn't like the Keystone Coors Light beer no. pipeline.
1: This wasn't the Keystone pipeline.
0: No, it wasn't okay. that either. <laughs> no, This uh, was an oil pipeline. Going through uh, Canada, (laughs) Canada, apparently over some uh, burial grounds and stuff. So, of course, no,
1: I think that goes for almost everything. Mm
0: -hmm. Also going to end the Muslim travel ban.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What I like is that even like this came from CNN and they they even called it the so-called Muslim travel ban. Yeah, he's going to end the what we call the Muslim travel ban. I never agreed. That, uh, that was one of the things I always push back on that I think we allow people to weaponize these, these race
0: cards all the time. In one executive <clears> order, <throat> Biden ended xenophobia. Gone. For everyone. Gone. 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 Yeah. <sharp> Boom. And then he's going to stop this also. Nate was crying about this. <laughs> um, he stopped the border wall construction. Finally. So now they still plenty of places to cross.
1: We'll finally have money for defense again. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, not, not defense, but uh, defense. <laughs> we'll have money for that. And which is uh, another thing that that um another prophecy that came from this podcast, <laughs> which is that the wall would not be finished. Yeah. And the next person that came in would halt the building of the wall. And the next person who runs on the Republican side is going to be able to run on we're going to build a wall because uh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know if I they can know. say
0: Mexico can pay for it. Anymore, no, probably but.
1: probably won't be able to. But um, anyway, that that's something that's just never going to be done. That's what we've been saying the whole time. There's no wall. It's going to be finished. Uh, people coming from Mexico know that there's about 400 miles of space that's going to be a little bit harder to go through unless there's a strong wind that just came through that area. And then maybe they'll be fine. But uh, essentially, it's just going to be a giant waste of money. Yeah. And I wanted to clarify in the Muslim travel ban, I'm not... <clears throat> particularly in favor of that travel ban I was against it being called a Muslim travel ban because I feel like that's just a bunch of crazy media uh people just trying to use What if the people this traveling this from that particular
0: thing. region weren't Muslim?
1: Well, it wasn't even all Muslim countries. Right. I would say uh, most of the countries were predominantly Muslim countries, but it was not a travel ban on. Oh, are you a Muslim? or you can't come through here. There were countries that weren't predominantly Muslim that were on the travel ban. It was just used as uh, this this thing way back the beginning of Trump's presidency to start making the case for the fact that he was every phobic that there was mm-hmm. all the all the phobics that you can be. Yes. So that that is what I was against was specifically. And I, all the
0: ism and isstics.
1: We can talk about whether or not we should ban travel from other places to the U.S. And we can have a nice principled libertarian conversation about that. But I'm not going to have an argument based on it being a xenophobic Muslim travel ban. Come
0: on. Right. Come on, man. Like he specifically picked those countries because Come they on. were Muslim.
1: Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Uh, that's what people from Wokistan would
0: say. Exactly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there you have it, folks. First day of the new president. He is busy as ever. Um, I'm not sure what his signature looks like, but <laughs> apparently um, he got all this done in the, you know, the first couple hours. He could so honestly
1: retire right this now. This guy is yeah.
0: uh, working hard.
1: Might be playing hours. golf today. Yeah, it's possible. Um, what would you do as president for your first day? My first day? Well, I would tell you I would uh, I would pardon Snowden and Assange, and on <laughs> the first um, day, on the first day, yeah. Actually, I would anyone who had not committed an offense where they removed liberty from another person would be let out of the prison camps that they're currently being held in. Mm -hmm. I I can tell you that. If you did not remove liberty from another person, then you would be let out of the prison camps that you're in. Uh, So that would be the first thing because I couldn't be president while there were a bunch of people who did not remove liberty from another person uh, that is literally being held in a government prison camp. I just wouldn't be able to do that. Some people are fine. With allowing that to happen, I wouldn't be able to. And then I would get rid of every consti- unconstitutional federal agency that there is also. Those are all would all be my first actions. What's wish, up, Charlie? I wish
0: I could read Jeff's response, but I can't. What would you do, would you do if you had a million dollars?
1: Anyone who knows the response to what would you do if you had a million dollars
0: knows... What Jeff, is what talking Jeff said. About. And if you don't know what Jeff's <laughs> talking about, it's because you're not part of the Patreon group, which Nate <laughs> mentioned earlier, and you should join. It's only five bucks a month, folks. You could get these inside jokes and be part of the Liberty Inn crowd. I would say it's a Liberty Hangout, but I think somebody else already has that name, and that's not what this is. It's um, the Liberty In crowd, okay? It's the Good Morning Liberty Afternoon In crowd.
1: Charlie, yes. from what I know, lockdowns are obviously... Saving the lives of millions of people, of obviously, right?
0: Well, because we were going to have two million deaths mm-hmm. in the United States alone. Did they include Alaska and, and Hawaii in that count?
1: Uh, probably not. Or was it just the continental woke states? The contiguous United States. Yeah. I'm sure. I don't know. But um, it, you know, obviously, the countries that had lockdowns were they're doing so much better
0: mm-hmm. than we, mask than mandates, the other ones. You know, yeah. There wasn't a spike in cases after mask mandates. No,
1: no, you've seen the charts. It just it's like it runs into a wall. Mm-hmm. It just goes well. Tell me about what Newsweek. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird how coming into a new presidency, all of a sudden, major news outlets, mainstream news outlets that predominantly carry left wing, woke, woke agenda all the time, uh, can can right now start just sprinkling in the idea like, oh hey, hey, lockdowns uh, doesn't seem like they're doing much. Doesn't really seem. Doesn't really seem. Tell tell me about it, Chuckles.
0: So this coming from Newsweek, folks. COVID lockdowns may have no clear benefit versus other voluntary measures international studies shows. Mm. So uh, look, this isn't this isn't something we're coming up with off the cuff here. Okay. We waited for this for this information to come out. Not that we didn't mention this almost a year ago, but you can go back and listen. <laughs> go back and listen. Check on us. See what we were talking about in March and April of 2020. Um, now, Charlie, but, we
1: just happened to be right about that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing about our uh, existence or research or study that would ever indicate anything else besides just, that we it was a lucky guess. lucky guess just, yeah We tend to, Based happen on to no experience. We tend to happen to be right quite often. Yeah. I'll just tell you that. We'll
1: what, just are your, say I that. Mean,
0: what are your qualifications for making these kind of guesses that always end up being right?
1: Um, I don't know, maybe just not being, uh, an idiot. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Just not, not judging things based on what feels good, mm. but what human beings are likely to do and what we've seen throughout history, just random stuff. That like was that. kind of
0: a rhetorical question. I was, yeah. I was more alluding to something about, you know, you have student loans to prove you went to college. And I went to that, college. You didn't get that piece of paper.
1: Mm, I didn't get that so, paper.
0: Yeah. It's the paper. According to most people that matters. I do so anyway. I
1: do have loans representing an entire degree. <laughs> but, but I didn't do my student teaching. So I do not have the degree.
0: Your student teaching now, if it was just if it was accredited. I don't think it's gonna transfer over. All right. yeah. Coming from Newsweek, as I said, a study evaluating COVID nineteen responses around the world found that mandatory lockdown orders early in the pandemic may not provide significantly more benefits to slowing the spread of the disease than other voluntary measures such as social distancing or travel reduction. The peer-reviewed study was published in the European Journal of Clinical Investigation on January 5th and analyzed coronavirus case growth in 10 countries in early 2020. The study compared cases in England, France, Germany, Iran, Italy, Netherlands, Spain and the US, all countries that implemented mandatory lockdown orders and business closures to South Korea and Sweden, which instituted less severe voluntary responses. It aimed to analyze the effect that less restrictive or more restrictive measures had on changing individual behavior and curbing the transmission of the virus. Quote, We do not question the role of all public health uh, interventions or of coordinated communications about the epidemic, but we fail to find an additional benefit of stay-at-home orders and the business closures, the research said. Interesting that this research is coming out now. That is weird. Now that we have transitioned over. The study was conducted by researchers affiliated with Stanford University and was co-authored by Jay Bachacharya, (laughs) a professor of medicine. That's why I had you read it. I (laughs) wanted to hear how you said it. A professor of medicine. Look, I am the best at pronouncing names, (sighs) man. I am a name (laughs) genius a professor of medicine and economics who has been a vocal opponent of coronavirus lockdown since March, a vocal opponent from Stanford university.
1: But well, he's the guy who uh, co-wrote the uh, great Barrington declaration. God. So
0: do you remember all the hate that we got? Oh yeah. This constant hate, hate fire, burning down, hateism. that obviously we don't care about people's lives. You just want to kill grandma. Exactly. That's all it is. So, Bhattacharya was also among a group of scientists who wrote the Great Barrington Declaration, a controversial statement that encouraged governments to lift lockdown restrictions to achieve herd immunity among young and healthy people while focusing protections on the elderly. Now, you know, we didn't even come out. We didn't come out with a great declaration or anything on you know our show. But we did talk about the negative effects of lockdowns. We did say that they weren't a good idea. We did say that uh, based on the principles of liberty, you're losing liberty by following this. We also said things like um, that that lockdowns aren't going to have a serious effect. They're only going to destroy businesses and make things worse. And ev- everything we said came true. Pretty crazy, and we, you know, we've also been
1: saying that as soon as uh, Trump got out of office, that people on the left would want to start reopening the economy. We also
0: said that. <laughs> and what do you know? Beetlejuice Lightfoot in Chicago, uh, you know, she wants to open Beetlefoot. up. Re- she op- she wants to open up restaurants. You got Cuomo, you know, the lockdown Hitler in New York.
1: <laughs> well, he's not Hitler, the sheriff that doesn't want to force other people to do that's mandates. Yeah, he's or Hitler exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, even he is like, look guys, we can't stay closed forever. Well, you know, we can't, we, we
1: simply can't keep the economy and, closed. And
0: God, we knew they were going to use this against Trump the whole time. And they did. And it worked. It's it worked. It's, That's the thing guys. It worked. It's amazing.
1: All of these things coming together literally make me feel as though, and I want to be a conspiracy theorist here. All right. But that there was a concerted effort to exploit the coronavirus. In an attempt to make sure that Trump did not win re-election, and I even think that that could be international sometimes. All right, I'm not saying, but America tends to be kind of the, you know, kind of the country that is, uh, you know, running the world a little bit. We got 800 bases around in, the, in different countries. Our trade, our businesses, a, a lot of it really does matter in a lot of in a
0: lot of other countries. And it, So you're saying we need um, a two-year investigation into yes. how China. Interfered with the United States election, and re- our TikTok just got deleted by right releasing there. Way to go. <laughs> by releasing the virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, we need a conspiracy podcast. We do because I, I hate be talking so
1: conspiracies on here. We only like to talk about things that have been, uh, you know, that are rooted in fact, factual information. Mm-hmm. But how do you not speculate when you literally see all this stuff coming? Out, here's a study. They started this study at the beginning of the year. Just Now came out, and I know that one of the guys who co-authored the study did also author the Great Barrington Declaration, so a lot of people say, well, he's biased, because he didn't want us to do lockdowns the whole time. Well, I don't know, maybe he was right about it. And This then, guy
0: happens to be a professor of medicine and economics. Yeah. So Boom.
1: Right there. He's, he's Double uh, papers.
0: He's got two
1: papers. <laughs> That's more papers than a lot of other people have. Yeah. You probably spent a lot of money on that stuff right there. Now it, you got two papers. <laughs> What's what's not really that Im- important is that the study came out to me. What's important is that the mainstream news outlets are now talking about the study. Mm-hmm. Because what you would have gotten a few months ago is that this study would have been released. I guarantee you the thing was finished in like June of last year, mm-hmm. by the way. Absolutely. Um, the, the study would have been released and then no one would have talked about it except for Fox News and Newsmax and OAN and, and the Daily Wire and some stuff like that. And then that would have been it. But then now that Biden come to office now, well, you know, one of the biggest news publications in the world can talk about the fact that uh, maybe lockdowns aren't actually doing that good of a job. Because here we compared countries that had strict lockdowns and countries that didn't. And it turns out they had the same
0: infection rates. And now it gives Biden permission to reopen the economy and open schools and all these different types of things. And everything's going to go swimmingly well for him. And this is like, look, oh. Biden saved the day. Fastest growth of an economy ever probably. Yeah,
1: exactly. All you got to do is stop forcing people to not participate in the economy. <laughs> it's impressive.
0: Absolutely oh, impressive.
1: Okay, so piggybacking off of this from fee.org, by the way the the uh, the censorship on this article was hilarious. Okay. I post some articles on our page and you'll get you know I looked at one the other day 18,000 people reached from from that post. This post got four likes was viewed by 24 people on our page that's got 20,000 followers on it has consistently upwards of a million people uh, that were reaching and this post got 24 viewers that's it 24 and then that and then it was gone post before it 18,000 okay so I posted this
0: was it wrong time probably that's what? So there's no way they're censoring it. It's oh, no. no. It's got to be wrong. It's just bad timing. Bad yeah. timing. That's what it was. Yeah, the and alg- not that it... The algorithms changed. Yeah.
1: Not that the algorithms have specific keywords that they look for and anything like that, and then they don't put things out in front of people. Whatever. I didn't build the website, so I'll stop complaining about it. Unemployment during the pandemic expected to cause 900,000 U.S. deaths. New economic study finds.
0: You don't say. You don't say. You don't... What?
1: Do you not say?
0: Oh. Huh. <laughs> a toll of the coronavirus... Did we, we didn't talk about this, did no.
1: we? No. No, this is brand new to me. I never oh, thought about it.
0: how the chickens roost at home.
1: Yep. Yep. This is the, when the chickens are on the turntable right here. Mm-hmm. The toll of the coronavirus has been severe, but a new study has found that the collective response to the virus may ultimately claim more lives
0: than the virus itself. What? What? There's no way that could be what? true. What? In a new national... This is be- like a reminiscence. This is a... What kind of episode is this? This is just a a baskin... <laughs> just how... Yeah, just, just
1: all of this our... This is a recap of 2020. Our rightness. <laughs> so. Here's
0: everything we got right. <laughs> we'll go over stuff we yeah. got wrong, too. Yeah, the, It's just <laughs> harder to find those things.
1: <laughs> in a new National Bureau of Economic Research paper... I read them a lot. It's very dry and boring, but a lot of good information from the art.
0: Oh, this must be from Trump University, this, and it's, <laughs> this came from Trump, this came from Liberty University, it's, right here. Yeah, I bet. it had to. Have. Yeah, it, Ben Shapiro have co-authored from, this. It couldn't have come from any reputable universities, could it, have, Nate? No, 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 because
1: those, you know, they they only work on science. The reputable universities. All the other people, they want to kill grandma. Yeah. The Liberty U, Trump U, obviously, uh, just wants to tr- trump you. Researchers from Harvard University, Johns Hopkins University, and Duke University what concluded that a staggering 890,000 additional deaths may result, now this is over a span of time, over the next 15 years stemming from actions taken to mitigate the spread
0: of the virus. Quote, hang on, I just want everybody to, to remember, this came from Harvard? Researchers from Harvard? Johns Hopkins and Duke. Yeah. So, so it could, you know,
1: that just being from a reputable university does not make it right. By the way, I've seen a lot of stupid thing comes coming out, stupid things coming out from those universities. Well, a lot of times when
0: you, when you, when you say things like this, people are like, Oh, they try to trash the credibility mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of the source of the information. I'm just pointing out that this source of the information comes from the people who are going to trash studies like this. Well, hang on your own <sighs> people did this quote our results our results re
1: research uh, that's
0: that's results
1: results not researchers which is the few lines down here <laughs> let's let's go back and restart this we'll cut this that way no one hears you want to start the whole, whole podcast imper- over let's just restart the whole thing real, okay <laughs> Our results suggest that the toll of lives claimed by the SARS-CoV-2 virus far exceeds those immediately related to the acute COVID-19 critical illness that the recession caused by the pandemic can jeopardize population health for the next two decades, the researchers said. Specifically, the researchers cite unemployment spikes from lockdowns and other government restrictions that were two to five times larger than typical unemployment shocks. Hmm. A 1979 study concluded that for every 10% increase in unemployment, mortality increased by 1.2%. For this reason, social scientists have long argued that employment and economic growth are essential
0: components of a healthy society. Quote, Isn't that weird that we always talk about the the basis mm. of human flourishing is economics? Yeah. Like, yeah. like if you're economically <clears throat> doing well, well, then that gives you access to health care and education, all kinds of things. Now here is... so wouldn't it, makes sense that you start at the building blocks, the foundations of what it means to have a flourishing human life, which Mm. would be economics.
1: No, what what you're saying is that you uh, hate grandma and people of color. No, what I'm saying. That's all I heard.
0: What I'm saying is white supremacist go. I, I can't tell you how many times I said this, but I told you guys last year, pay attention to what's going on. We also said that you just can't take the advice of one expert you you have to take them all into consideration at the same time like okay is this a dangerous virus that is killing people yes that maybe a little bit worse than the flu let's say
1: it's worse this year for it is. sure
0: yeah i mean 400,000 people dead is more than you know 80 or 90,000
1: but we don't know what it will be after we get a vaccine exactly to exactly. everyone
0: so it's a virus it is it a virus that kills people yes mm-hmm. that that does happen um but <laughs> Are there other effects from doing things to stop getting you, yourself a virus that has a 99% res, uh, survival rate? The answer to that is yes. And of course, like we don't know the long term effects of COVID. I know that, you know, people are definitely having uh, circulatory issues, so strokes, and different um, um, heart disease issues, um, even lung issues later on after having COVID. So we don't know the long term effects of that yet. However, you just. You have to take every facet into consideration. And this is what leadership is supposed to do, by the way, right? Leadership, people in leadership positions should take the advice from several different groups of experts in their field. Okay. Like the CEO of a company is not expected to know how to do every single thing in the company. That's why you hire other people. And then you take advice from all those people. And you try to make the best decision, making sure you include every single aspect of it. And that's exactly what we failed to do. It's what I said all of last year. And by God, if we aren't just right again. <laughs> now, uh, what, now Maurice? We, oh, sorry, we're, <clears throat> we're a very humble podcast. I want to make sure that we don't toot our own horn.
1: We're more humble than every other podcast. Yes.
0: It's yeah. the most humblest podcast I've ever heard yeah. or been on. So I just want to make sure we don't, you know, overstep our bounds here and look like we're a bunch of arrogant assholes, um, because we're not arrogant. We're just right. We're just assholes. <laughs>
1: Charlie, uh, but Maurice says, and uh, and uh, Maurice is just plain devil's advocate here. Uh, that's only an average of sixty six thousand six hundred and sixty six a year. We are over four hundred thousand for deaths right now, and and that is that is in fact true. We don't know what the one thing, we don't know what COVID would have looked like if we would have achieved herd immunity faster. We don't know what COVID would have looked like if we would have released the vaccine that was created two days after we received the You know what it looked code, like? Or what it does right now.
0: Exactly. Why, because do, you, that's why what, do you think I put the
1: article before this? That's what the previous study <laughs> <Yeah>. shows.
0: <laughs> that Sweden and South Korea, mm. places that didn't have astringent lockdowns, that didn't destroy their economy, literally have the same. You guys think this show ain't planned? With, <laughs> That's why we started with
1: the other one, because exactly. what that told us is that regardless of what we did with our lockdowns, we would end up with roughly the same amount that we have right now, but now we're going to have an additional 900,000 deaths that we would not have otherwise had. And so that, that is we the whole Have not destroyed point. our economy? Have we not destroyed the economy? So uh, let's go through- Had <clears> Trump
0: <throat> not handed the worst economy to Biden? <laughs> <laughs> had Trump
1: not destroyed our economy? Right. Quote, economic growth is the single most important factor relating to length of life, said Yale School of Medicine professor M. Harvey Brenner. This is from a 2002 study. Following completion of a pivotal study exploring the relationship between unemployment and mortality. Quote, employment is the essential element of social status and it establishes a person as a contributing member of society and also has very important implications for self-esteem. A 2014 article. It gives people purpose. It does.
0: It gives you a reason to get out of bed even if you don't like it. You're still getting out of bed. You're participating in society. It releases uh, serotonin and dopamine and all kinds of things. Like everybody's job is important, even if you're working at McDonald's and flipping burgers, right? Somebody's going to come in there and order a burger, and they need you there to flip it. Someone needed food, exactly, and, and
1: you were there to feed them.
0: Every job is essential. <clears throat> yeah, every job. A
1: 2014 article in Harvard Public Health magazine concluded the mortality risk was 63% higher for individuals who experience unemployment more than those who did not. 63%? Yeah. A, a 2009 study by sociologist Kate W. truly in the journal Demography. Demography? hmm That's a weird word. Let me tell you what. It doesn't sound that great.
0: Or you could say demography. but Demography is not the proper <laughs> way to right. say it. Demography. demography
1: concluded that losing employment from a business closure increased by more than 80% the risk of new health conditions that are likely to stem from job losses. Increased by more than 80%. As she said, quote, I find that job loss harms health beyond sicker people being more likely to lose their jobs, truly wrote, respondents who lost jobs but were re-employed at the, uh, at the survey face an increased risk of developing new health conditions. Those conditions include stress-related related ailments such as diabetes, hypertension, stroke, heart disease, and arthritis, as well as various emotional and psychiatric conditions. Mm. So, MBR, MBER researchers, however accepted the premise that lockdowns work, albeit with deadly trade-offs. So, by the way, this is not some crazy, biased, right-wing propaganda study whatsoever. MBER, who says that there's going to be 900,000 excess deaths due to the lockdowns, still think that lockdowns are something that that we should do. They think that lockdowns save more people than, than they harm. So, was, just add that in there. It was totally worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, of, of course, they didn't go to the other study that said that we would have basically had the same amount of deaths regardless. So uh, it said whether lockdowns save more lives than they claimed is likely to be subject debated for years. The NBR research doesn't answer the question, but it does thoroughly demonstrate the severe cost of lockdowns. And that is the main part. Even if we don't, even if the numbers don't add up to where the lockdowns caused more deaths than they saved. The important part here, like what Charlie was saying, is we still have to have the conversation about how many people could be killed by the economic effects from the lockdowns. And that was a conversation that people were denied having, because if you mentioned any part of this over the last year, then you were told that you put money before lives and you you just wanted to kill grandma or you were racist because this affects Uh, people of color more listen to the experts all of that listen to and and so my basic my basic thing I wanted to get across here is that they are admitting besides being right besides the fact that we're right (laughs) is they are admitting that the lockdowns will cause 900,000 excess deaths and it could be more than that could be less we know but the current study right now is 900,000 and so, when people refuse to have the conversation about whether or not we should have lockdowns, that better damn well be included in the conversation. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying.
0: Just bring it to the table. Yes. You just you just want it, You want a seat at the table. So, so that's all, not not you specifically. You just want the conversation at the table. That's all you're really saying. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, was but, yeah, Maurice. I know I know you're being sarcastic. Maurice, <clears throat> statist. Turned into a status all of a sudden, right? Everyone needs to know.
0: Somehow he wants a wall now.
1: Yep. He also said he wants the wall. Yep. Yep. And he hates black people. A lot of (laughs)
0: of people. A lot of people joining Nate's side. You know. I'm, I'm feeling lonely. Who do I do I have anybody on my side? Who's on Team Nate? Is Who's anybody on. left on Team Chuck? Okay,
1: guys, if you are interested, go to. You know what? You better get interested. If you're not interested, get interested in trading because you could be making some money. I saw Maurice took a real nice nine ride today. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I posted earlier in the week that ACRS was giving out nine rides for free. For free. If you don't know what a nine ride is and you need to join. The Liberty Trading Academy. Master my stonks. That's s t o n k s dot com. Use a promo code save twenty to get twenty percent off your first two months. All right, twenty percent off your first two months, and then even after you sign up, I mean, when you when you do sign up, there's there's a seven day free trial anyway. All right, so just go sign up if you think you might be interested in learning the stock market. We talk from the, we start from you don't even know a word yet. You never even looked at a stock chart before. You have no idea what the heck is going on. All the way to being able to trade the strategies that we trade every day. We do go live in the morning, except for today, I had to get my blood drawn at the old doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wasn't able to make it back in time to go live today because traffic was terrible getting back. Nashville's like full force economy right now. Just stand still on 24. Yeah. Terrible. That was terrible. So anyway, go to mastermindstalks.com. We go live at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 30 minutes before the market opens, and then we stay live while still trading after the market opens at 8.30 Central Standard Time. So if you are interested, go do it. All right? Yeah. Take control.
0: I'll let you guys know year to date. I I posted all my open positions and things that I'm working on, and just year to date. I'm just going to go year to date from January 1st to January 21st now. That's been uh, let's see, five, ten, minus one. That's been eleven trading days since January first. Mm. Um, and this, by the way, includes, includes a twelve hundred dollar <laughs> loss that I took on Amazon. I am still up to, as of right now, two thousand six hundred and six dollars. Uh, and 94 cents on the year. It's
1: including that
0: massive loss from Amazon. <laughs> yes. including Now, of course, Amazon has made its way up, <laughs> back yeah. up massively. But that's why the timing was, on options matters so The timing so much. was off. Yeah. Uh, so even with a, a big $1,200 loss on Amazon, I'm still up $2,600 on the year uh, so far. And I'm up uh, pretty big in my positions, which I posted for the group yesterday. But I'm going to give you guys more updates on that every single week. Um, in fact, I closed some positions, I sold uh, for some profit on some other positions so we can go over that, <laughs> but to be in that, to be in the group, master my stocks or mastermytrades.com y'all, we we're making money.
1: You get stuff like, uh, I'm not guaranteeing
0: anything. I'm just saying there are people making money
1: last week. I was like, Hey, Facebook, that a good bounce point right now. 200-day moving average. Got some support over there to the left.
0: Well, actually, we had a conversation about that because yeah. it could have went either either direction. That always applies. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I was either going to take the bounce or, sh- or short it. And the day when it took the bounce, I, mm. I, I rode it with it.
1: I, I took an option when when I alerted it in the Facebook group. I took an option, made 30% overnight. On, on the Facebook trade. so Could be hey,
0: up 200% by now. I could be up way more <laughs> if I would
1: have just held it, but that was meant to be a short-term play. But you got to be, look, you guys got to... Don't you gotta, feel kind of icky holding some Facebook stock right now? Just a little bit contributing to that mess?
0: Not on, not going off the technical analysis. I'll profit off anything. <laughs> I'll profit <clears throat> off the, the woke, the part, woke... Us, I'll profit off woke stand Part of the problem. So, but you guys, I'm telling you, you need to be in the group. Uh, we've got all kinds of people signing up, taking advantage of the Save 20... That's the promo code, right? Save twenty to get you twenty percent off. And then also there's two free whole days where you don't even enter your credit card. You don't you don't have to pay for anything. You just get two whole free days. It's literally free for two whole days. Forty eight hours of nonstop chart looking videos action that you want. And then when you do decide to sign up and put your credit card in there, you get seven more days for free. And if you, you cancel before the free trial's up and you literally spend no money. No money. But you should like, like everyone else in the group, you're paying for, in fact, literally the scanners that we have for y'all is more expensive than what our class is. So you're losing money, honestly, yeah. if you don't sign up. You're literally losing <clears throat> money. So start learning. If you decide to learn and you hate it, then, then you don't have to keep going. But for those of you that are in there that love it, I know that we've had um, great success. And it's been really fun, even in a crazy year, when the stock market... <laughs> crashed over 30% came ripping all the way back. Um, and then now through a new administration, we're going to keep an eye on it. And so you guys need to learn. You should learn about the financial markets. So mastermytrades.com mastermystocks.com get in there or, you know, live, live free trade harder. All right. I I told you guys about Patreon. Be part of the Liberty group. Um, it's only five bucks a month, folks. You can pay for the entire year and get 15% off. And we got new people signing up every single day, so be part of the Patreon group for as long as we can be hosted on these platforms—terrible, <laughs> terrible commie platforms yeah. that we're on. Yeah, and we're gonna go ahead and take the cash out <laughs> so that we can <laughs> move that money. Um, I might even, I might even move it in directly to the cash or Bitcoin. I haven't decided yet, and that way I can get um, server space so when we need to put up our own show and website. But anyway, Patreon.com/slash GoodMorningLiberty. Go sign up. And then uh, please continue to share the show. Leave us one of those lovely rating and reviews. We love when you guys share the show. You're helping it grow. And I do appreciate Daisy's comment. She said that she doesn't think it's going to be boring. There's going to be a lot of dumb bleeps popping up. So that is true. Um, And and you guys can always tune in for our dumb bleep. So much dumb, so little time. It's it's the best episode of the week every single week. And so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about 2021. I really am. Um, but I'm always excited about every single year. So yeah,
1: I'm not, I, I think it's going to be absolute dog shit. No, And, uh, <laughs> it just
0: literally keeps getting better. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I think we're going to do some, some good things in this year. So y'all join up and learn with us, trade with us, join the conversation, laugh with us. We're going to have a good time. And if you guys do all of that, all of it, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning. Liberty.
1: You know the rapidly rising, uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh,